Hello and welcome back to A Better World. This is your host, Mitchell J. Rabin, and I'm very glad you're joining us again today. Today we're going to have another very interesting show. I have invited back just one of my favorite people, author and consultant, Diane Collins. She is the author of Do You Quantum Think? Well, your mind almost reaches a quantum level simply by contemplating the very name of the book. And no doubt, Diane had that in mind from the get-go. Diane's a very interesting woman. She has spent some years developing uh, the ideas that underlie the fundamental principles in the book about consciousness. She is an acclaimed leader of the new consciousness and a popular media personality and creator of what's called Quantum Think, which is a groundbreaking system of thinking offered, offering us a methodology that can help us kind of access those higher aspects of our mind through our brain, if you will, and give us a sense of the larger picture that we, with our imagination, with our neurocircuitry, are able to access. So it's really such a pleasure to have Diane on again. She's been on A Better World TV as well as radio. <clears throat> and without further ado, I want to just say, Diane, welcome back to A Better World. It's a better world because you're in it. <laughs> and I feel the same way about you, Mitchell. It's such a pleasure <laughs> to be here again with you and all Good. of your amazing listeners and, and viewers. Yes. Well, thank you, Diane. I mean, since you were on last, it looks like our community has gone worldwide. I mean, we've all always had a bit of a sprinkling, but now we have people in uh, India and Australia and South Africa and um, Mexico and uh, elsewhere. It's really a lot of fun um, being able to share these kinds of, uh, I feel, are precious and sacred ideas with people so we can uh, kind of grow up, mature, evolve, and kind of get on with the business of self-development and uh, being in service to the world. And I know that's what your life is so much about. So I'd love for you to, if you would, from the get-go, give us your definition of quantum thinking and what you want us to know. Great. First, I just want to say uh, re something about what you just said about so many people joining you from all over the world and the, and the numbers of people growing. And a few years ago, I had written a blog for the Huffington Post, and I called it, There's a New Mainstream Out There, and You're Probably Part of It. And that was Good. the title, and this thing went viral, Mitchell, because of what you're saying. And then in, in it yes. I said, and I call it the consciousness crowd. And what's happening is that there is an emergent new mainstream, and uh, quantum think, <laughs> of course, let me, get, let me get to your question, but there is this emergent new mainstream that I discovered from being on so many shows and hearing people. And I said it wasn't just, you know, people gazing at crystals, although that's good too. <laughs> we love crystals. But right. the whole idea 
of this expanded world view. We could say the quantum world view, and this is what quantum think, which I originally deemed a system of thinking. It's 21 distinctions in new thinking that actually give us the wider perspective, the more accurate and up-to-date perspective. And, you know, I've been listening to some of your shows and I know you talk a lot about neuroscience and you have a lot of the scientists on that you and I both know and love and appreciate for the work in the scientific community, which has to do with the effect of mind on matter, or when I say mind-to-mind and mind-to-matter influences are real. So the question became for me in, in... Actually, I say I didn't choose quantum think it shows me. But in having that come through me as a system of thinking that combines the insights of the new quantum principles uh, that all of our technology is based on. So, you know, it's time for us to literally to upgrade the human mind to go along with it. And and yes. also, as you and I both know, that the science is now verifying the wisdom that has been the mastery tradition wisdom forever mm-hmm. and getting a scientific spin on it. And what is that? So when you say, what is quantum thinking? It's, it's the perspective of thinking from whole systems, from seeing everything in life as having uh, – a multi-dimensional presence of having life force that we, everything is interconnected, that we do exist in fields, and that we are we have the ability to think from infinite possibility, and that we are really uh, at the same time the individualized form of we could say uh, the all-pervasive all-knowing consciousness that becomes each one of us and then, you know, that we act out in the roles that we play in our worldly sense. So we're both the transcendent and that imminent self every day. So without getting, I'm getting a little esoteric, so let me bring it home because what I think is, so what quantum think does is it... See what happens out. when I just let you lay I it know, all out. But, okay, but I just want to... She's at the say star. She's heading toward Venus. I like... <laughs> Let's go. No, we're great. ready. Well, actually, we're already out there. I think it's a... You know, isn't it funny how we talk about... Oh, we're going to outer space. Well, where do you think we are? Exactly. <laughs> we're exactly. Where do you think here. Earth is, anyhow, right? <laughs> where do you think we are? And of course, you know, my avocation, my hobby, I call it, is, you know, I like to study planetary energy, so I want to get into uh-huh. a little bit about sure. the shift. But let me just say, because yes, I want to be make sure that I say very briefly the premise of quantum think. And that is what I call the revelation that came to me. And that is that we imagine we think freely, we have the opportunity to think freely and independently, but for the most part, like all everything in the universe, thinking is a system. And we're influenced by the overarching beliefs, ideas, and assumptions of the worldview, the overarching worldview. So I say it very simply. We're in a quantum age yet we're still very much under the influence of the industrial age assumptions 
including all of our institutions and ourselves, without, and we're kind of in and out of it without actually making the distinction. So when you say, well, how come everyone thinks it's alternative, you know, that these, that we're, we're literally, when I say mind, I don't mean just the left brain cognitive click, click, click. Augmentation. Sure. I'm talking about what we hold in awareness, what we hold in consciousness. So you say, well, why? How come everybody doesn't know this? How come we don't know? We have to master these faculties of mind, intent, intuition, subtle energy, meditation, resonance, because we're under the influence of the worldview that is also called scientific materialism. Only matter is real. So we're brought up in a like surround it's like in the background of our human culture sure. this idea of the either or the you know everything or as physical. Werner Erhard used to call it the background listening exactly <clears throat> it's uh, and essentially what Sheldrake would refer to as a morphogenetic field that lives in and through and around us it's not necessarily with a locus except that it's ubiquitous and we are subject to it that's part of our condition programming you're referring to would you say that's exactly right so when you look at oh why do we think of time as only linear when we know from a quantum perspective that yes. it moves in all directions and that we can literally change the past with you know the power of our own yes. mind it's not woo woo it's been proven many times no. And I You're know totally you know right. the work of Dean Radin and, and you know, as sure. he says, the handful of scientists who are doing that work, but there's enough proof yes. of it now. But the point is, that from a quantum think perspective, what I'm interested in is not just, you know, I'm not a scientist. I'm, my work is in having us as a humanity go from knowing the wisdom to actually living it, to being the walking, talking embodiment. Uh, so quantum so think, beautiful. to wrap it up, where you make that leap to the wider perspective so that we start thinking from quant you know from quantum principles that we think it's like we're living as if we're in we know we live in fields so then we know we have influence over the field with the power of our intent which is the creative faculty of mind and so on and so forth. So that's really what quantum thinking no, is about. Beautiful. And it's a very important today that we make this practical. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about politics. Right? Yes, uh, no doubt. It's very likely. <laughs> but I just to stay on this uh, beam, if you will, that you've laid out really nicely, Diane. <clears throat> uh, what's coming to my mind is, uh, well, a few things. First is this idea of conditional and unconditional. And going back to ancient Vedic times, we have this idea that is embedded in the Upanishads. For instance, uh, that was where I personally first met it when I was at the ripe old age of uh, 16. And it precipitated a shift in my own quantum consciousness at that age uh, that has sort of, I would say, the stage for the rest of my consciousness in life. And that was through reading, reading the Upanishads and experiencing 
the words on the page in such a depth that it literally had that effect that is described as sometimes a an enlightenment experience, a transformational experience, samadhi, whatever the words are, uh, which are all, by the way, very interesting. But I wanted to just bring up and hear what you have to say about this distinction between having an unconditioned mind, if it is at all possible, really, and a conditioned mind, but aware of, and you keep kind of really implying this, aware of the conditioning because of our intent, because of our imagination, because of our ability to step out of the box of our conditioning through our observing witness consciousness, another aspect of ourselves, to see the conditioning. Well, you you said a lot, and I love all of what you just said and that you brought this up, because this is really the heart of the matter. And I made it personal, by the way. I also made it personal in terms of my actual own experience. great. (laughs) Five-star experience here, folks. But it, it really it needs to be personal because we couldn't we can't really uh, well we can talk about things you know but when we have this type of conscious conversation that yes. you that you have with all the guests on your show that you and I are having right now with everyone in the field with us I'm always aware of everyone listening beyond the yes. limits of space time right whether it's the replay or live that's right. And, and that, their consciousness you know, it, is actually influencing and impinging on the nature of our dialogue. That's exactly right. You're suggesting There's no that. separation. Yeah. There are distinctions, exactly. yet no, uh, no actual separations. And that's the second yeah. distinction in quantum think, observer-created reality. That from mm-hmm. the physical, we, it lo- everything looks separate. We look separate, but there but we know from a multidimensional view that, and from a field of view that's just not true. Anyway, the, the going back to the Upanishads, which, the, the, you know, you could say the original scientists of consciousness, I mean, yes. they laid it all Very out true. right there. It was, yes. you know, the depth of what is the nature of consciousness and what can, what can we do with it? And what's the, you know, let's say one of the elevated purpose or of life, one, everything I always think in multidimensional terms. So we have a worldly purpose that we're born with specific unique gifts and talents that we can develop or not by choice. And then we have this universal purpose which we could say self-mastery, self with an uppercase S. And in order to actually, you know, when I, before I came on the show with you, Mitchell, I was thinking, you know, what are we going to, you and I didn't discuss, what are we going to talk about? But what came to me <coughs> is that the that most <laughs> I know. We're never concerned about that, right? The most important task for us today, all of us, is to understand, and this will get to that question about the conditioned or the unconditioned mind, because it's, mm-hmm. it has everything to do with it. But if you look at it, the most important task for us today is to understand the great shift that is occurring 
in our lifetime, right now, this very exciting time. And to understand the role, the essential role that each one of us plays, that each one of us can play, either consciously or not. So we can be at the effect of what we see, this dichotomy, right? In order for mm-hmm. the new, you could say, we're, what is the evolution right now? An evolution of consciousness. But it has an effect, as we know, the, inner is, the outer world reflects the inner state. So mm-hmm. what does this all mean in terms of the conditioned mind and the unconditional mind is that in order for us to choose, now we're all aware of the divisiveness and at the time of this recording we just had the midterm elections in the USA and the mm-hmm. whole world is really looking at it and you know we have this very, uh, let's just say, um, <laughs> I, iconic <laughs> of sorts leader. Iconic, that's great. And, you notice uh, I haven't said a word about this, okay? No, but you know, I don't have, this is the whole point I'm of just, the unconditioned mind. So you. when I look at yeah. it, and I have friends who are, you know, I'm, I don't think of myself as belonging to any of the isms, conservatism, liberalism, libertarianism, sure. and this sure. ism and that ism. And so because you could, you could get caught up in that. While those distinctions may give us information or give us a way of talking about things, if we want to be in that unconditioned mind state, that is the only state, in my view, I've, in my experience, where we can actually choose. So... If, when I watch the news, and my husband, who I think is listening to the show right now, my partner in all things, the great Alan K. Collins. The great Alan Collins, Collins who I has been a guest on these airwaves as well. That's right. I and adore. It, you know, it's like he watches the news, and he has a reaction to it. I watch the news, and I watch it from what I, what we could say, like, a more cosmic perspective. And this I is what I mean by that. the understanding. I was going to give right. you that word, okay? You were? I was going to give you that word. <laughs> I hope you're watching it from there, but sometimes when I hear you, I'm not sure. But, you know, the thing is that... <laughs> I, well, I, I do I mean, both. We have, I'm schizophrenic. You do both, and that's really it. Yeah, it's like when you said conditioned mind, unconditioned mind, we all have a conditioned mind because... Uh, of our experiences, of our past lives, of who knows, you know, you could yeah. try to trace it, who knows why. I call them in quantum things, least action pathways. The way the energy or the thought goes, because it's been that route before, the least consciously sure. aware. That's so when so you right. think about, aware, the you know, what is an unconditioned mind? Two points. Exactly. Well, you know, I'd like to actually comment on this a little bit and ask what you think as well here, Diane, which is this. Uh, I was raised uh, in the consciousness world, the yogic world, even though, interestingly, if we trace back uh, the Vedas, we really go back, interestingly, to the Afghanis, and then we can even go back another step to a place, interestingly, and most people don't know this historically, 
but where you and I believe Alan and I have our ancestry, which goes back to Ukraine. And the ancient, ancient Ukrainian texts and wisdom, partly shamanic, is what transversed Afghanistan and then ultimately fed the Indians in northern India, which then formulated the Vedas. Well, it that's fascinating because I have heard own that. Ancestry, yes. Now, I am familiar with this through some Ukrainians who are actually not even Jewish, not that that matters, but I know this from very sound sources. I don't want to take our time with that, but we can always talk about that another time. And not only that, this is a a sort of a a sideline, but I just thought you would find that interesting. I do find that fascinating, and I'll be be researching that. It's like in our blood. It's literally in the field, if you will, of our DNA. Um, But what I want to say is, I know for myself, I was sort of raised through myself of, of thinking that the unconditioned mind had an absolute character to it, and it was the best. There was a hierarchy in my mind. I have since matured, I feel, and I would like to hear if you would agree with that, whether that's a maturing or a confusion, um, that actually there's nothing, not only is there nothing wrong with the conditioned mind, you better have a conditioned mind or you perish. It's a question of with what you have conditioned that mind. Is it a sort of a, a positive, healthy type of mindset, open, cosmic, or is it uh, something else? Well, let me Your take thoughts? it through a little bit, another, a little variation on that theme. First of sure, all, on the absolutely. Frame. Uh, and I wanted to go back to that, you know, we, well, I'll get to that in a second, because I call that, you know, we always have this, like, the spiritual elite, the little groups, you know, of, if you look yes. in any culture, I'm sure that you could trace back. I know Bulgaria, really there's true. a Bulgarian uh, master who I really like. Omra and, Mikhail uh, Ivanov. That's right, Ivanov. You and, are uh, amazing, you little Virgo, you, because <laughs> that's one I, of the sources I was referring to. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's it. Oh, Actually, well, there we go. Not directly, local, that's what we call a non-local mind connection coming together. That's correct. The quantum occurrence. Or bi-local. In our business. But let's yep. say that, wait a minute, now I lost my train of thought. What, what did you ask me about? Actually, oh, yeah, the conditioned mind. Right. Yes. We have to have a conditioned mind to survive. That's true, because that's what we lived in the physical domain. So we're not, like, throwing out, you know, there we're you not go. yet floating in, in, you know, with sans bodies, although we should talk about the technology, too, but with regard to that. But right now, the point being, to be at choice, and what were the Vedas and all the, the self-realized masters really about, uh, were is the idea that, and you know what just came to me, because I know you're a big uh, student of psychology as well, Wilhelm Reich, mm. and, you know, the of people who also talked about, you know, wake up, little man, the idea that you can have your conditioned mind. Now, of course, quantum think the mantra is master your mind, master your life. So we want to be able to stay in a positive state, as you said. However... Mm-hmm. 
the thoughts that I say visit from the surrounding thoughtosphere, they're not even all ours. We don't choose every Did thought that has to come our way. Yeah. Did you say thoughtosphere? Yes, I use it for fun. <laughs> to make to lighten it up. That That's we're in fun. a field and we're in a field of mind, we're in a field of spirit, whatever you want to call sure. it, a field of consciousness, and thoughts come in. We didn't choose every thought that happens to come across, right? Our, our God, we chose almost there. none. We However, when, zero, zero, that's right. That's exactly zero, zero, right. One. So <laughs> the idea is that when you can make a distinction between a thought that's just there, whether it's a cultural habit, you know, like, well, I'm my family's always been a Democrat, so therefore I'm a Democrat. You know, whether it's a cultural <laughs> conditioning. Well, I was right. brought up Muslim, therefore I will follow Muslim, you know, religion right. or whatever Islam. it is. Any mm-hmm. Islam, right? Islam, sorry. Whatever it is, whatever. And it is whatever yeah, it sure. is that, and I'm not saying it's neither good nor bad. I'm not talking in that realm at all. I'm just talking Understood. about conditioning. That when you have an awakened awareness, and that's really the heart of the matter. Yeah. Then you can choose. So it doesn't matter about your conditioned mind when you're also simultaneously living in the transcendent state. And that, to me, is doable by everyone, and it's essential because if we we know we're the, the whole structure of society is changing. Now, from an a astrological perspective, you could say, one of the things I would say is that we're in a time of, and this is according to the astrology, the, in the, the 11th year of a 16-year cycle of restructuring, and it's a restructuring of societal systems literally, mm-hmm. we go in Capricorn, and Capricorn in astrology, yes. that mythology, if you don't believe it, you can call it a mythology, that rules uh, governments, it rules corporations, it rules society. Institutions. Government. Right. Institutions. So when you think about this jump that we're making from the industrial age to the quantum age, and think about it, we made a jump from the agrarian age to the industrial age. Now we're making a jump from the industrial age, we've already made it technologically, to the quantum age, then you have to then you realize that these institutions that we created from thinking of an earlier time, this is what we're seeing now, is we're seeing what is no longer effective. So that maybe when we, you know, in the industrial age period and we started doing oil drilling and all the other things that have to do with damaging our environment. I live in Florida, so this is really, really such a key issue here. Uh, It is everywhere, but you know what I'm talking about with red tide and, you know, the toxic toxicity. Oh, my God, it's a a mess. But anyway, um, that... This is why we need to go beyond the conditioned mind. We can't think, oh, let's get rid of, you know, Exxon and whatever. We, we, we need to be able to think, what? What did the Vedas say? What is the quantum principle, holistic and holographic? Think from the whole, 
for the whole of humanity. It's not about the isms. It's about how do we have this work for everyone and being able, I I did an Instagram post last year. It says, can you think beyond your own beliefs? Yep, yep. So I want to bring a few things up here. While thinkosphere is adorable, what you're really referencing in the field is uh, Tilad de Chardin's idea uh, known as the noosphere, which comes from the word ancient Greek noesis, of or pertaining to mind, which is the basis of the Noetic Institute, the Institute of Noetic Sciences, where right. Dean Radin is a senior scientist. He's been on this uh, these airwaves uh, a number of times. I've been up there in Petaluma with him as well, and it's a whole wonderful, good, good, uh, fun story. Uh, Julia Mossbridge, his uh, his colleague, uh, was here just last week, as you know, who wrote the book called The Premonition Code, which is absolutely in alignment with everything that you are talking about with uh, quantum think and what I talk about as well. And uh, Fritov Kapra, also I want to bring his name to bear here, who's been a guest here as well, who is known worldwide as being one of the top-level systems thinker and uh, thinkers. And, you know, you see this holistic, systemic um, coordination of energy fields, if you will, Diane, that we are uh, kind of nurturing in the midst of, well, you called it from industrial to quantum, but what is really considered to have been an interim uh, era is what's called the information age. So we've moved from the industrial to the information and now to the quantum. And we, in light of that, we actually have what are called quantum computers, quantum computing. And this is fascinating, and I actually can't even begin to describe what it means, but it's a new form of mathematics. And, of course, it's a a new form that we've been familiar with since uh, pretty much the 30s through Niels Bohr and others of quantum physics. So you're right. There's a whole new birth, and I would love to hear it. Let us just make an announcement to everyone, and then I'd love for you to pick up uh, if you want it to be kind of astrological in nature, I'd love that too, about what you're calling like the new turn of the wheel. First of all, you are listening to A Better World with Mitchell J. Rabin. We are on every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are so happy that you're joining us. We have a website, abetterworld.tv, and a newsletter, and you can go there. It's for free. We only come out pretty much once a week to announce our radio show as well as our community TV show, and Diane's been on that too, every Monday evening at 7 p.m. If you are in Manhattan, you can watch it on television, and if you are elsewhere, you can also watch it uh, through our website, abetterworld.tv, just in the upper right-hand corner, click where it says, click to watch, get there a few minutes before 7 Eastern Standard or Daylight Time, as the case may be, and uh, join in and be part of a Better World community. We love to have you. So on that note, uh, just to remind on you, we are note, spending... On that note, I have to say that I 
Go ahead. I interrupted you because yeah. I was so excited. Uh, please allow me to finish my little spiel. Um, uh, we are spending today's whole um, time with the delightful Diane Collins, who is the author of Do You Quantum Think? And I love the, uh, the subtitle of it which is new thinking that will rock your world. So we're going to pick up where we left off. And Diane, again, it's truly a pleasure to have you on again. I love our dialogue. I've loved it for years since we first met. And I know you have a background also astrologically. um, And whichever, you know, um, kind of a, reference point you'd like to use i'd love to hear what you're saying about the new turn of the wheel like this new growing consciousness because as we look around it's sometimes easy to see depending on where you're looking and sometimes very sluggish and difficult well i think it's that's the idea if because uh, quantum think is about you know what I love? I did listen to your first show with Julie. Julia Mossbridge. Julia Mossbridge, uh-huh. lovely, lovely, and brilliant. Yes. And you know I love that she and Dean Radin and the others are are the science I have studied for a very long time. I've been a member of Ion's Institute of Noetic Sciences for probably more than twenty years, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the, that work is very important. I've met Ed, Edgar Mitchell, sure. rest in peace, a few times. Sure. And and so, sure. you know, this, thank goodness that he brought, you know, the scientific study of consciousness to life. And But I have to tell you that Fritjof Capra was, for me, a catalyst because when I was younger, you talked about 16 years old, right? You had an enlightenment experience. I yes. did, too, when, about the same age. We have such parallels. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we're soul brother and sister. We know that. <laughs> and I, you know, I thought, well, I looked in the world and I thought, there's something wrong with this picture, right? Because we <laughs> yeah. have all the wisdom. We, have, we aspire to all the virtuous living. And yet when you looked at what was actually going on, of course, today it's, you know, even more prevalent and because of technology you know we're we're aware of it in our face that where the mismatch is between how we aspire to be how we think we are such you know the good people of the world and we are but and then how we're actually expressing you know behaviorally so and that's where that automatic conditioning or I like to refer mm-hmm. to it from the classical mechanical worldview that not to insult anyone in many ways we became mechanical too but what happened yep. when I was a teenage and, and a little bit older is I, I thought well there has to be you know how do we have the world be a better world and I knew it had to be some kind of a leap in consciousness, but I and it that it related to spirituality, but I wasn't sure like, you know, you couldn't really speak that and you know, you know what I'm saying. Yes. And then I read the Tao of Physics. Of <laughs> I knew where you were going with this. And I sure. thought, Wow, this is perfect because that was for me the first scientist whom I came across who was yep 
making the unification, you know, the merge, the Between science of and, science and, science and, and spirituality and consciousness. Exactly. exactly. So yeah. anyway, uh, I just had wanted to share that with you and everyone. But Yeah, sure. And then that led me to live, you know, where I finally was quantum thing. But uh, getting back to the world, one of the yeah. The, let's get uh, back. Or- let's let's look at the subject of number one. I I'd like to ask you this. I'd like for you to speak about what you see, perceive uh, as the the new upcoming turn of consciousness, where it's really evolving. And then something you brought up at the beginning, which is the practicality. Like, for instance, I went and voted yesterday um, in the New York City, the richest you know, city in the world, it said, you know, financial capital at least, and yeah. the scanner is broken in the middle of New York City. Like, uh, hello? Well, we, our voting system, there are so many Just things. as an example. Yeah. As just as an oh, ours is <laughs> not just the voting system, but you know, not a lot all. of people in my That's family, just a metaphor my friends, for everything. right? Over yeah. the years, and they'll say to me, um, you know, I'll say, look, this isn't a question of the, you know, the system is broken. It's a question of consciousness, and they say, well, you can't always go to that because. You know, people want to talk about, well, you know, should we have abortion? Should we shouldn't have abortion? Well, if you're quantum thinking, you look at how can it work for everyone. I mean, it's so obvious about, you know, just taking that one question. Abortion. People are going to have them whether you like it or not. If you don't like it, don't have it. But if you're in govern if you're in governance, you have to make sure that yeah. it's safe for your people. I mean, it's such an easy answer. But then it yes, gets it back to those embedded beliefs where, you know, they just won't allow it, but they will allow other kind of killings. So it's a very, this is what I mean, there's a mismatch. And so what it's, I say in the very beginning of Do You Quantum Think, what if there's nothing wrong with us? What if we're just uh-huh. uh, at this precipice of a literal quantum leap in consciousness where we are so, uh, you know, embedded in conditioned beliefs without the awareness that when we have, when we can awaken ourselves, it's within all of us. When you read Do You Quantum Think or I have a new video program that I love, yeah. Master Your Mind, Master Your Life, I say sells for the price of a movie, movie date mm-hmm. because I want everyone to have it. It's Quantum Think applied to, you know, specifics of life. But it's like... Whatever you're doing, it's like you're you're in this show. What are we doing? What I call the art of distinguishing, a new worldview of learning. You're bringing something into your awareness in such a way that it alters your relationship with it, that you have the enlightenment. So instead of the blame, you know, the blame-shame game, uh, if we who consider ourselves purveyors of the new consciousness, right? Carriers of the light, then we it's incumbent upon us to hold the vision. I listened to some of your show where you were talking about, right? Mind over matter and what vision you Yes, that was the name of my last show actually. Yeah, I heard I listened to that show. And it's like (laughs) we it's like not it's it's that 
we cannot become the victim of our own preferences. We're still going to have our preferences. That's We're right. still going yeah. to want to go for the heart. And I like this party better because they seem to be more the heart people and caring, and these people don't. But, yeah. you know, I look at all of it and say, from the perspective of all perspectives, it's another principle of quantum think, because these are the specific, you know, 21 principles. There's value in every perspective. So what's Definitely. the unconditioned mind? Is that, and what is this leap in consciousness? And how yes. do we, as co-creators, of bringing it into being? So it's the paradoxes. There's a new worldview emerging, and we are the ones bringing it about. But the more we hold the make wrong, either or us, them, consciousness, the more we hold that divisiveness in place. And that's where we I, need to be yeah. awakening ourselves. Okay, so let's just take a practical, uh, maybe I guess I would have to say, hypothetical situation imagine Diane that you and I and Alan and all the people we know and there are many and then other people who are in the same uh, noosphere as us the same morphogenetic field that has a certain you could say a higher more unconditioned consciousness uh, remain in that beautiful serene centered and without judgment and with, let's say, love and compassion pouring from our hearts and all of our chakras, uh, can we then, from that space, have some effect on those who are not in that state? Sort of like this fellow who is called the President of the United States, as an example, and all of those that follow his words. Well, I think that example. that's the only... Oh, we do have an effect. That's why it's so important for We do us have to an be, effect, but what is going to be that effect is what I'm asking. Well, you know, this is such an interesting question and one that I have been in for... People ask me that question a lot on the air. Of course. Because, I, because think of it. Field effects, right? We're yep. in a time, and I want to talk a little bit about the technology, too, but... Let's, so let's come back to that in a moment, because it's, it's a very important issue also, the way that our society is technologically advancing that we don't even hear about on the news. But yep. Alan and I yep. are part of uh, a group, an organization that's led by Peter Diamandis. Do you know him? Yes, I do. And Yeah, yeah and uh, his, it's called Abundance. You know, that's his... And it's uh, mm -hmm. exponential technology. A lot of the X things, Prize, but the most yeah. right, the X Prize. You know, raising money to give. You know, offering people millions of dollars or organizations who can solve world problems, who can affect a billion people. And he's just like so brilliant, and he has what's called Abundance uh, Digital, which Alan and I are part mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I heard his talk today with uh, Tony Robbins, which I'll tell you about in a minute. But anyway, mm -hmm. so I keep losing. I'm going in circles here, but I'm not really. Well, you need, I, well, I back. laid out a very specific 
uh, hypothetical. And I, right. I'd like if okay, you could to speak directly to that. This is what is so important, the field effect. But can you be what specific you about what that field effect is in yes, this particular situation? Yes, it is, because we okay. are, there are distinctions, yet no actual separation. So what we hold in our personal resonant field, and we look at it this way, something's always being created because we're living in a, in a universe of energy and flux informed by intelligence. Right, it's a conscious awareness field, and it's sure. an intelligent field, and it's an energetic field, and so either we're shaping it consciously using our conscious intent to do it. It's not like you have to monitor every thought every minute. You wouldn't be able to do that anyway. But we can hold an intent for the highest. We can hold an intent for well. I hold it like this. We're all awakening. Some of us realize it and choose it consciously, and some of it haven't realized it yet. Yet we're yes. all awakening. So as I say it this way, what is it going to be? Crisis awakening or conscious awakening? We're all going to, you know, we're going to evolve because that's the nature of life. Is it going to be crisis or conscious? Now, so far, We've been very much in the crisis awakening. But again, I love all your questions during this time together. And you're so brilliant, um, and I love you. You know that. <laughs> that you know, <laughs> because when you. you ask that question and people say, well, how are we going to make the shift? How it, you know, you look in the world, it looks hopeless, right? It feels yes. hopeless. People are freaking out. There's more mental, quote, mental health issues than ever. You know, uh, young yes. people, suicide. I mean, just like a lot of not pleasant stuff, to say the least. And, uh, yes. and so you think, well, how is it going to shift? Well, can a shift in consciousness really do it? And when you look at the scientific experiments, right, in the Princeton, the random generator uh to see, you know, yeah. all, at these universal, you know, not universal, but world events where there has been activity that has been significant in those experiments because when everyone's consciousness was on the same event, Princess Diana, yeah. uh, President this Obama, is, uh, Roger Nelson's work at Princeton you're referring to. That's exactly right, the global consciousness yes. that. We know collective consciousness has an effect. I want to say yes. has power, but I don't want to say power like we're trying to manipulate the world. You know, this is not a conspiracy no. theory, theory, folks. But to look no. at It's got that, nothing to do with any such no, thing. nothing to do with it. But, but if you, you know, like, as, yeah. again, as a teenager, I thought, well, what? You know, what contribution will I make? I heard Tony Robbins talking about it today where he's saying, you know, they say, well, what would you teach young people? You know, well, his thing is that, you know, well, what can you give? You know, like not what can you take? Well, I think it's a both-and world, but, you know, we want to receive and give. But what would you of give? Course. And I had that question as a teenager, and I thought, well, what can I give? Well, I don't know, but I did know. I don't know how I knew it, that, 
my energy field was touching other people, as we all do yeah. with each other. I don't know how I knew that, but I did know it, and yeah. of course now I know it deeply. So, yes, how do we make the shift? The way that I see it, Mitchell, and I'd like to know what you think about it, is that it can only be a consciousness field effect shift because the other way, and it is already happening, because simultaneously we're seeing the crisis awakening, and then we're seeing why did my, you know, there's a new mainstream, and I call it the consciousness crowd, go viral, because it hit a chord with people. They, they wrote in the comments, finally, someone said it, you know, because you don't see it on the mainstream yet, uh, sure. media. But it's like, that's what I saw. I could work on evolving my own consciousness, at least that. And so I do see it as field effect, and I was going to say, and then there are the linear real world actions that we know because you you know a lot about how do we reverse, right, the environmental issues Global that we warming. have. Right. Yes. We need to, and you know, there's another thing. It's like, okay, we're wasting time thinking, is it human, you know, generated or is it not human generated? I don't spend any time on that. I know, but some Zero. people do. I know, but in the, yeah. in the mainstream narrative, that question is still, you know, it's like what we call being, we have to be in the right question. You know, I have, I had a, one of my mentors in astrology, rest in peace, uh, she passed away last year, Ira Salzman, at age 92. And she used to have these clinics, what she called her clinic. But it would be by word of mouth. She'd have twice a week people would come to her room, parapsychology, and she would give a reading. She was a psychic astrologer, the most clairvoyant person I've ever come across, ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really specific. I mean, people wanted to study her brain and her mind, and sometimes they did. But anyway, she she was very funny, and she was from New York, Brooklyn, and she used to say when people would come Those into the room. Those are very good signs. Those, Those are, good are good signs. signs. She'd come in. They'd come <laughs> into the room, and she would say, she would do her monologue at the beginning, you know. And she goes, well, I'm just, she says, I'm not talking to warm up, I'm talking to warm you up, to warm up the room, like she had to get the room in an alpha state, so she sure. would do this drone, she called it. Just but like any good comic would do that. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then you're in the field, right? She would create yep. a conscious field, sure. you know, but a receptive sure. field, the alpha state field. And then, But then she would say, as part of it, she would say, okay, if you came in here to try to figure out whether I'm psychic or not, you might as well take your money and go home. <laughs> you know, you had to uh-huh. pay $20 to be there. And that was her uh-huh. joke, but it was real. And so it's the same thing mm-hmm. now. If what, Why are we talking about is climate change real or not, even though we know 97% of scientists around the world? Because the point is we have the problem. We should be in the question, how do we fix it? Not who's responsible. And by the way, you probably know, as I do, the scientists say it is partially, you know, the evolution of the atmosphere, and it is a lot human 
that we can I in. talk to this, please? Can I yes, talk to this? I let wish me, you let would, me talk in a very the practical expert. way. I'm not. I'm not an expert, but I will talk to this. I'm very uh, conversant. I will put it that way in this space. I will just cut to the the chase as well as uh, embracing the themes of today's show, which we are running out of time here, and I, uh, even though it's kind of linear and nonlinear at the same time, I it's crazy. I have this clock staring at me at the same time, telling me the time, so I have to abide by that as well. But just to say this, they, the world lives in a series of questions that are ultimately, you know, to people like me, not meaningful questions. And it's not that everyone doesn't have a right to ask whatever questions they want. Uh, it's not the question at all, no pun intended. But you also need to look as the Buddhists do. This is a fundamental part of Buddhist psychology, Diane, of looking at the motivations behind certain questions. Some people ask a question because they authentically want an answer and a resolve and a solution, and they want to then take their mind and body and heart and soul and work on this material plane to solve the issue. That's fantastic. Then there are others who ask questions in order to uh, advance a self-interested agenda. And okay, that's all right. There's a place in the universe for that too. I'm not excluding it. But if it's done on mass, the way that one question is, is global warming real? You know, is, is a propagandist tool, from my point of view, to advance an economic and political agenda? And that's a whole other thing. And it's up to us to be stepping out of that program, see it for what it is, and blow the whistle on it so we don't waste too much time on it, um, you know, as a collective. And the reason the time quotient is so important is because when you really look at the science, which I have done many, many times, and I've had leading environmental scientists on this show, show us that there is no time. Our species, you've of course heard of the sixth extinction. Well, this is real. This is actually in motion. You won't find it on MSNBC. You won't find it on virtually any of the media, um, with a few exceptions. Um, and this has got to be spoken of, which is why I am so overt about it and public about it on this show. To address the question about the natural occurrence of climate change, absolutely, you're completely right. There are natural cycles of heating and cooling, and it's been that way from, you know, I'm not even sure I accept the, the Big Bang anymore. I've heard some really interesting alternatives to that conversation, but not to go there now. Let's just say for the last, you know, 50, 100 million, couple of billion years, we know that there are these cycles of heating and cooling, of ice ages, et cetera, et cetera. So no issue. Where I focus in this conversation is what have we as humans since pretty much the industrial age done to exacerbate and to um, accelerate what is a natural cycle? And we've done so in a – so we have time typically. It's not precipitous. There's some gradualness to the shift of 
of, of, uh, in cycles. Um, what we've done is we've polluted and contaminated and all of that so horrifically increasing the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere that the trees simply cannot uh, absorb. The oceans simply cannot ab absorb this quantity of it. And that's what's led to this issue. Um, and thankfully, there are enormous and wonderful being made worldwide uh, that uh, make your heart sing to see what's going on. But back I know. at Many home, solutions. back exactly back. I mean, I had Paul Hawken on recently, who is the co and his co-author Catherine Wilkinson, Wilkinson, who wrote the book called Drawdown: The Most Comprehensive Plan to Reverse Global Warming ever ever conceived basically I forget the full subtitle but it's the, of that sort and he lists 80 to 100 top solutions that are very real and the numbers associated with them and what it means in terms of sequestration of carbon and what we can do to change our lifestyle to reduce continuing to output Excessive okay, carbon. but now you and I are That's talking about thinking, right? That Correct. Is, as we say, thinking. context is everything. Creative so what thinking. I'm talking about Quantum is thinking. If, Systems if we, thinking. Absolutely. Okay, right. <laughs> if we if we can create it's not change the narrative, it's create the narrative that takes us in the right direction. So what I was yes. saying and thank you for sharing all that because sure. I love to listen to you, your knowledge on that. Mm -hmm. That that what I'm saying is let's shift out of the question of yes, we know we've contributed. Okay, fine. Okay, I'm saying fine. Yes. I'm saying moving right along in other words. On. Moving yes. right along. Here's what we're doing to make these corrections. Here's what yeah. other people are doing. I mean, I hear things of you know, like 16-year-old kids, you know, in Thailand who come up with these inventions like to yes. get rid of all the plastics in the ocean. I mean, it's fantastic. That's right. Stuff. They're all over the place. Right? Sure, they're all they're over the place. A, and so a veritable it, plethora. I'm just saying if we can get off the blame and shame conversation and yeah. be in a different question, Oh, yes. we have rising tides, you know, how do we deal with, how, we, how are we, not how do we do, how are we dealing with that? So we're not even in, in other words, we've transcended, the re, we have a distinction in quantum thing, transformation is distinct from change. So instead of trying to change the question, oh, do we have, or did we contribute, did we not contribute, and we know it's an economic issue, and that comes back to thinking from the whole for the whole. If these companies who are contributing, the leaders of them, all of a sudden realized and were, you know, in conversations and the, obviously the politics and the lobbyists and everything mm -hmm. is all connected, for how do they make money from it? Okay, not just how do they or they or, oh, but, you know, clean energy is the biggest money producer. It's like these are the, conver the conversations that need to come together and transcend the isms, the us, them. You know, the, and that is uh, uh, 
an out, you know, a vestige, a relic from industrial age, thinking that either or is energy a yes. wave or a particle. Well, it's both. Okay, so right, exactly, it's like exactly. not the either or conservative view or the. It's the both and, and baby. It's the both <laughs> and and the the ability to awaken beyond your own conditioning, even though you still may agree with a lot of the, whatever, the conservative policies, but not a victim of the party. So this is why we need that, what you said earlier in the show, Mm -hmm. the unconditioned mind. It's the way. It is the pathway because... When we can be in that state, then we can say, okay, why are we, you know, if you came in here to figure out whether I'm psychic or not, you might as well leave. You know, she's psychic. Okay, we have the problem. Yes. Let's move yes. on. That's and, right. Um, I feel like we just need to move on completely. And, you know, just circling back to uh, the premise and principles in your book, which I really feel helps to advance the conversation out of the primitive binaries that people are uh, preoccupied with, if not obsessed with. Um, Even since you said we were going to talk about politics a little bit, Democrat and Republican, I am so bored with that conversation. We are so (laughs) those real thinkers, real thinkers who think with the heart are so beyond that idiotic thing. So here, you know, they're they're having it. It's basically, you know, you live in Florida. What do they have those um those uh, races? Uh, what, what are those called? <laughs> you know, the uh, those tracks where dog dog races. Oh, uh, the you dog know, tracks. Where everybody's got a dying every week. That's right. And they had. A, uh, they call it. Uh, do you have a dog in the race? You know, or do you have right. a you know a um, oh yeah right right a rooster in the fight? And, you the, know? and this is this is this is what is so. And this is all that's going on. Where I look at this, even last night, even though I I have as you you know to use um, this lingo, I have preferences about who I want to win, no question, because I look at future. Uh, potentials. And if this one wins here and that one wins there, then we're going to have one kind of potential future with greater probability. And if this one wins or that one wins, we're going to have a different probability. I know. That's going to just take us longer to get to where we need to be, which, by the way, purely biologically has to do with our actual survival as a species. So this is not kidding around. This is not like a luxury, like, you know, I'd prefer this or that. No, no, no. That's not how I look at it. I look at our lives as a member of this human species is actually in jeopardy. I had on recently, I'll tell you, Diane, uh, Guy McPherson, environmental scientist, University of Arizona, professor emeritus, now living in Belize. Um, and he is brilliant. He's one of the few unfiltered uh environmental scientists who is willing to say what he really sees and it's not a linear computation which even the IPCC put out from the United Nations scary as it is saying we've got 10 to 12 years he's saying no not really not if you measure the ice cap melt we do not have 10 or 12 years I know but we've then got we have four to... years 
So but when I'm, where... I'm not being at luxury here, as far as I'm concerned, this is Mother Necessity speaking to us, which, by the this way, is, is why I value a lot of your work, because it's, it's a call to action as well as a call to a certain type of thinking. Yeah, well, please. I'd like to, Wes, we, I know we have to come to the close of the show, yeah. even though I could, I could go on and we could go on <laughs> together. But, uh, Easily. Because let's go back to the cosmic perspective. To really, but you follow all I my said, logic here, right? You're I with do. me with this. I'm with okay. you. It's, look, it's real. Everyone knows it. And the point being is that we have to come together on it. Now, I just want to give you one Correct. Because when you start to look at the cosmic thing of it, and you look at, you know, okay, Donald Trump's the president. Everybody's jumping on him. Fine. It's not fine, but if you if you know no. his personality, if you attack, he'll attack back. I mean, it, these certain things are right. too obvious. But the these point being, exactly. what's it called, right? Exactly. In business, they call this the age of disruption. And, you know, I brought up about from a planetary point of view, it's mm-hmm. meant to have a transformation because the systems and structures were born under the industrial age thinking and they're, yes. no, they've reached the limits of their effectiveness. So it's like, let's not get into it's no, It's nobody's fault. Donald Trump, you could look at it from another. You could make up any, any context. I look at it as, oh, he's the great disruptor. He's breaking up the systems as much as you don't like his, you know, whatever you don't like about him. The point is, is that he'll say things other people will not say. But just to give you a last minute... <laughs> A last minute, other, <laughs> no, another side yes. of this environmental thing. Because in Florida, the people who are the, re, the Republicans, who one is going to be contested, but the Senate and the governor of Florida were won by the two Republicans. And so everybody, right, they're all upset, the people who are the non-Republicans. I have, I mean, I... I don't ha- I'm not a party girl, <laughs> to quote a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I'm not a party, party girl. girl. So, you know, to me, it's like, it's so <laughs> old-fashioned, the two-party system. But oh, anyway, yeah, it's so the old. thing is that, as you pointed out earlier, that, that this is what we're dealing with, so let's try to raise... It, any system can work with a high enough consciousness of the people in it. It's not the system, it's yes. the people. So yes. I look yes. at it, and I thought, Important you know what? Point. That... The other, the guy, Gillum, who was running uh, yes. for governor Andrew against Gillum. DeSantis, right, he was, mm-hmm. he had a speaking uh, that let's impeach Donald Trump. This is what I mean mm-hmm. by where all have to wake up. So to me, that was not a good thing to say, okay? I'm not in favor of that at all. And uh, I think the fact that he said it, though, you know, if you just use Intuition plus logic, uh, that I'm a big fan of both, that you look at it and you say, okay, these other, the Republicans, they're friendly with Trump. And by the way, when he opened up offshore drilling, which I am completely against in any situation, wherever it is, but particularly here, that he, they talked Trump into exempting Florida from offshore drilling. I don't know if you know that. 
And no. so when I look at it, I think, okay, well, the Republicans got in. Well, they'll get along better with Trump. And so what we need in Florida, since Trump's home is here, right, Mar-a-Lago, so he's got a personal vested interest. But, I mean, yes, it's a little personal here because I live here. But the yeah. fact is, like, how can I have this be valuable? Oh, well, maybe they'll be able to get things done because they're friendly with Trump, where the other person was an adversary and may not get the full, you know, flight. Well, you know, that that well, is, you know, I, 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 mean, I want to wrap this up because I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too okay. far because it is very local. And not to say I don't appreciate it. I really do. However, uh, there are, you know, uh, audience members who know nothing about so-called okay, local right. politics in Florida, and it wouldn't be fair to them. Um, so, however, there are still important points that you're making along this path of reasoning. But uh, Trump, if you were going to go so far as to call Trump the disruptor, no, he's only one of the disruptors, and he doesn't That's get right. to be o- the only disruptor. So to follow your logic, um, a Democrat who could have won the governorship, for instance, um, could have been another disruptor. So just because these other two guys would be getting along with Trump, I don't see that necessarily as a good thing. Do you see what it means? Well, here's the thing. There it's are several got- disruptors along the entire pathway toward ultimate resolution. A lot of disruptors, but the point point that I was being, and I did get a little bit uh, local, but it wasn't for the point of local. It was for the point of context, that from a quantum world view, reality is context-dependent. So the fact is, maybe you don't like the fact that uh, Trump is president, Maybe I don't like it. It doesn't. I don't have a like or dislike about it, to tell you the truth. But let's oh, just say people. Let's just say <laughs> people do. don't like it, okay? Because I yeah. see it that, unfortunately, we're not as a humanity to the conscious awakening place yet. So, so we're getting the crisis awakening, and that he's one of the vehicles of it. We're because what he's it done is he's brought people to be. To, to pay attention to the issues. He's brought people to want to vote. He's brought people all over the world to to realize that we're all in this together and we've got to have a voice and we're going to come forward. And so, you know, it's bringing out the good, the bad, the ugly, and the sublime. But the yes. point being that yes. since they were elected, what context can I create? It's all created. There's no absolute reality. That's part of the quantum worldview. Yeah, understand. There's no absolute way that it is. Then what is it? Is the glass half empty, half full? I can create a context that can have it work. So since the Republicans got elected, I could say, or he got elected, or whatever is going on, I say, oh, because I found out, you know, Maybe they can get something done. And this is what I mean by having a field effect. What we hold in our awareness has an effect. So if we have in our awareness, and believe me, I'm not a a Pollyanna here. I see all the problems and the issues 
and the character of a person who's just, you know, like whatever. I don't want to say anything bad about anybody. But the behaviors that are being acted out that are an affront to our humanity, you know, in yeah. to our hearts, whatever. Sense of human It's not decency. like I don't agree with that, but I'm looking at it in the context of the evolutionary cycle that we're in. And looking at it is when we I have understand. I mean, this way. is considered, from that point of view, uh, the um, Kali, you know. <laughs> That's what we're in. We're in the That's era right. of Kali. The, the Kali Yuga. And this and, is what it know, looks like, the Kali Yuga. And, and this is the darkest of dark. And uh, so I see, from that point of view, a perfection in his having been uh, I don't even want to say elected because I, from my point of view, he actually wasn't. But uh, from his well, occupying he ended that, up in the spot. What, he yeah, exactly. He spot. ended up in that office, and right. by whatever means. Same, by the way, I felt with G.W. Bush. People, you know, he started to look good next to this one. But, I know. You know to it's me, amazing, that right? was a large part of the downfall. Well, the downfall has been happening for a long time. But these are particular exemplars of the dark darkness that has pervaded our body politic. But not to go down that path, I, I just want to say that it is, as you said, all context. So if we can uh, liberate ourselves enough from the subjective realm of like dislike we're in another level of love all beings which is you know a fundamental teaching of buddhist and taoist psychologies and others and of course christian. even christian yeah, yeah. and uh exactly somewhere in the right. jewish as well so if is, we elevate ourselves if we elevate ourselves through these wisdom teachings to come originally from that space, then we can be more generous in our perspective and possibly be more influential at the end of the day. That's so, exactly right. And that's Diane, such a perfect note. And I would say to end it in yes. one sentence. And now that is how we go from merely knowing the wisdom to yes. actually being the to walking embodiment. That's right. That's right. Oh, we came full circle. <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. And we end on a good note. <laughs> hey, yay. Uh, give our audience your website and uh, tell them anything you want to about the good work you're doing. Okay, my website, thank you very much for letting me do that. Um, is diannecollins.com and it's Diane with two N's D-I-A-N-N-E-C-O-L-L-I-N-S dot com everything is on there I'm getting a new two website N's, two N's, two L's two N's, two L's so, but I'm having a new website probably in another couple of months but this one's still good and it still has access to everything you wanted to know about quantum Fantastic. thinking. It has the trailer to my new video course you can watch. It has um, lots of shows on there. Probably has one of our our original shows, I think, oh, on my show good. today. And good. Um, please come and visit and connect up with me. And Do You Quantum Think is the book. You'll see it on there. You'll be able to uh, read all about it. Go on 
Amazon, it's available you can even wherever order books it. are sold. Yeah, exactly. And I would love to hear from it Thank from you. everyone about this conversation that we just had. Whether it Diane opened up. Collins, I so appreciate all that you're bringing to the table. It's big. And I do. Really <laughs> and I do. Thank you so much for having me, Mitchell. It's my pleasure, Diane. I look forward much to love. seeing you and Alan sometime, hopefully soon. Yes. Diane Collins, author of Do You Quantum Think? The new thinking that will rock your world. You heard it from her directly. And what fun. I, I We just kind of dynamically connect and we are off to the races and this has been going on for about the nanosecond we first met or I should say the quantum second we first met it's been going on for some years now and uh, it's really wonderful to have friends like this that uh, think so large and cosmically as she properly said it's really true well I want to thank you all for listening from everywhere and please do Go visit DianeCollins.com and uh, share also with me any thoughts or comments you'd like to make at mjr at abetterworld.net. That's mjr at abetterworld.net, my direct uh, email address. And remember that we are a nonprofit organization, a 501c3. We manage to stay on the air and grow ourselves through the kindness and generosity of your donations. Invest in a better world. It's your world and mine both. It's ours. So together we do, we bring what we can to the table. So uh, if you are able to, whatever it is, big, small, medium, that's not the point. It's just another way, as Lynn Twist, the author of The Soul of Money, recently said at our Pachamama Alliance uh, gathering the other night, it is an actual expression of love. How we spend our money, where we spend, is actually in our society an expression of love. So I want you to remember that. Remember also that uh, we have... uh, counseling and coaching uh, services here, biofeedback as well, couples counseling, family, and individual, of course, uh, business consulting, executive coaching. All of this is available here at A Better World, as well as we have some dynamic, healthy, organic style products. No, not style organic, but stylish organic and uh, you'll get a lot of benefit in fact there's a $50 um, gift coupon on our website on the right hand column if you're interested in our Purium products which have been tested and are just among the very very best the planet has to offer so on that note I want to just thank you all again for being part of a better world and pass this on to your friends I mean they really would appreciate hearing this kind of lively conversation, this one with Diane Collins and myself. And wow, we just, uh, we spun into orbit and it was just so much fun. So thank you, Diane Collins, yet again. And I want to thank you all for joining. I look forward to seeing you all next week.